combine continues and it's a tale of two quarterbacks. Kenny Pickens, his hands not big enough. Malik Willis, his heart big enough to give homeless people food. And the betting odds have changed based upon all that. Who to be the first quarterback picked? It's now the favorite, Willis. In the UFC, Covington versus, yes, Masvidal. And Covington is minus 350 in this big UFC 272 matchup. The Lakers, it's not good. Seventh loss in eight games. Against the Clippers now by 21. Wow. And you know what? The Lakers were favored in that game. Here comes a four hour of the Vegas truth covering all that and more. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. This is Straight Out of Vegas with the voice of Vegas, your host, RJ Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. From the Vegas Strip, here's RJ Bell. You heard it, I'm RJ live in Las Vegas, live on a Friday, live on 225. FSR stations across this great, great nation. I tell you, speaking of greatness, one of the things that the United States is great with, and we can say, oh, it's rigged in some ways, it's unfair in some ways, and I think there's truth in some of that, for sure. But we worship money, capitalism. And you might say, oh, what's great about that? To me, as long as money is connected with merit, if it's a way to keep score, if it's a way to benefit those who do good, that do better, you know, the person that invents some vaccine, and I'm not talking about a vaccine for COVID, but I'm saying polio or whatever, is if that person saves a lot of lives or makes a lot of people, or the guy that invented the Atari game or PlayStation back in the day, the first person to innovate that, if you bring a lot of joy to the world, you should get money to spend however you want. That's the beauty. Now, unfortunately, it's not always about merit, and that can ruin it a little bit, or it can solly it. But this country loves money. It does. And if you think about it, the United States is, what's the initials? U.S. Well, think about what a dollar sign is. Take a U and take an S and move the S over the U. Yeah. That's not a coincidence. And the NFL is the epitome of that. And to me, the epitome of that, the NFL's growth, their capitalism is the combine. This was something not that long ago, the combine, that maybe the USA Today would have a little quarter page on it. And the extreme hardcore NFL people would be talking about, oh, did you see that 40 time? It's probably the biggest story of the day, the combine, the betting all. You can bet over, under. And, you know, sports bettors listen to this show for the money, and sports fans are no more than their buddies. But I'm telling you, I never thought that even, you know, when I was dreaming of when sports betting would keep growing and how much I loved it, is that the draft could have this many betting opportunities on it. And that's where we're going to lead, AJ. And we're joined by 
the fan who beats the man, A.J. Hoffman. Thanks, R.J. You, you've been going on with it, the Malik Willis impressing at the combine with his throws, but and obviously jumping into the favorite role after the news yeah, so about we have pick its hands yesterday. Yeah, so we haven't gone over those numbers. Um, why don't I do that right now? Is So what has happened is as of Wednesday, Kenny Pickett, and Malik Willis were tied to be the first quarterback taken. And they both paid about uh, or plus 150. So 100 wins you 150. Now, from Wednesday to Thursday, what happened? Well, Kenny Pickett's shame was revealed. Tiny <laughs> hands. Eight and a half inches. And as we talked about, for hands, that's not good. And... A good way to explain it is they measure the hand span. So you go, you stretch out your hand normally, right? Like you're holding up five fingers, and then you measure from the tip of your thumb to the tip of your pinky. And let me see here. Ten, uh, yeah. But, um, <laughs> but the fact of the matter is that historically, if you had hand size that was less than nine inches in that span, it caused major problems with fumbling. It caused problems throwing the football in bad weather. And that all makes sense to me. And literally the smallest hand span of 32 NFL starters in the NFL currently is nine inches. Joe Burrow is one of them with nine. There's two Ryan backup, Tannehill as well. Uh, Tannehill. And there's two yep. backup quarterbacks. Well, I guess Taysom Hill, you got to figure out what he is. But Taysom Hill is smaller. And Allen from Cincinnati. Brandon Allen. Yeah, little flipper, I call him. Because the other Allen that is with the Washington now had small Kyle. hands too, but his hands were <laughs> bigger. Than, he was flipper, and then it's little flipper. Neither of those guys are, are starters. And is, it, is that the reason? And, you know, we can debate this. Is this the chicken or the egg? Is it that you can't be a good NFL quarterback with small hands, or they don't let small-handed people try to be an NFL quarterback? There might be some of both, but what we know is that when his hands, when Kenny P's hands were measured to be less than nine inches, his story became this would be the exception. If he becomes a starter in the NFL, he will have the smallest hands in the NFL as a starting quarterback. And you know what? If you're using a first-round draft choice on that guy, why would you make a bet on it? And, and the last quarterback to have hands his size that had any sustained success in the NFL was Mike Vick, who obviously had a, a little bit different skill set than the typical quarterback. Well, more notably, throwing was not a big part of his game. Yeah. Compared to a normal or typical quarterback. So who knows how much it hurt him, though, right? So my question to you, AJ, is this is a debate that I find people are taking strange sides. Because analytics people, by definition, are numbers-based. You would think a metric like as clean as, well, the span of your hand is blank. And, oh, and you know what? It's not just, and this is kind of new information here, it's not just that below a certain number or span, it's a problem in the NFL. It's that you can correlate the hand size to success, meaning if you take the top half of the NFL quarterbacks and say, okay, uh, hand size wise, what is their QBR the last three years? Some metric that we're saying, well, how good are they? 
and then you take the bottom half. Now, in theory, these are 32 starting quarterbacks. And if I said, based on the number of vowels in their last name, we're going to bunch them in the front or the back, I'm guessing it'd be random. I'd, I'd have no way to predict where there'd be more you know, I guess with that, you could say, well, it means they might be like Eastern European and you know, Italians have a lot of vowels or Italians good quarterbacks. I don't even know how to handicap that, right? But you can think of random things like their birthday. You know, if people were born from January 1 to July or June 30th versus the second half of the year, if you put your quarterbacks, stack rank them like that, born in the year, do you think you, it, early years would be better early in the year than late year? You wouldn't have any I idea. I think it's what, totally random, right? right? Well, but it's not random when it comes to hand size. If you take the top half of the biggest, the bottom half, is the top half's better. It's just, and, and you know what we'll do for Monday? We'll actually do that study. We'll do last year's QBR, top half of the biggest hands, bottom half, and see how it is. If anyone, if AJ, if you want to bet and take the small hands, go for it, baby. You want to bet me? Uh, I'll pass. Okay. So there's a reason behind this. It's a number. You think analytics people would love it, but mostly analytics people are poo-pooing it. Oh, how, why does that matter? AJ, you aren't analytics but you don't hate numbers, so you're kind of like, you know, in the middle. It's like, why do you think analytics people are rejecting the idea that this could should matter so much hand size? I'm not sure. And, and I know that there was a time when they reject, like, it was a big deal. You have to be a certain height. If you're under this height, you can't be good. And there's been a couple guys since then, namely Drew Brees, who sort of broke that mold and well, made Drew it. Drew Brees is almost Wilson. six foot tall. I mean, Drew Brees is six foot. Russell Wilson uh, Russell. is six foot. You know, five eleven and a half. But there used to be people who said if you were if you weren't six three, you couldn't be a val a, a viable quarterback. Uh-huh. And then it's kind of just gone down and down. Now there's guys like Kyler Murray. I, well, I, there's not guys like Kyler Murray. There's Kyler. Murray. Well, there's he's Kyler the one, Murray. Yeah, yeah he's the one right. exception. <laughs> and that's the question we've proven. But let's be candid here. Drew Brees was the most tactically brilliant, throwing the ball on time to the exact spot always. No one else is like who's the other Drew Brees, right? So in a way, he's once a generation talent that's allowed him to overcome being shorter. And Russell Wilson, in a way, is that. But even Wilson, we're not sure if uh, in the early 30s he might have physically hit the wall where he can't do those amazing special things, and thus he's no longer able to overcome being barely six foot. I don't, you know. But if you had two people in the last 20 years. And one person that there's a big question mark that's even smaller, I think the height thing has kind of stood up, right? It's just I, I think the thing is maybe in the past Drew Brees wouldn't even have had the shot to do what he did. And now they're open to it. But, boy, you got to be so good at the other things because otherwise there's a lot more 5'11 quarterbacks in high school than there is 6'3 quarterbacks in high school. There hasn't been one other Drew Brees that was able, even at his modest height, or Doug Flutie back in the day to do this. So in a weird way, I think, don't you think the height thing has been validated that if you're not well over six foot, it's hard to overcome. I think that it is difficult to overcome, but there's been enough exceptions that people don't want to use that as like a, uh, an end all be all. And I actually have the list. I've got uh, stack ranked biggest hands to smallest hands. You want to hear the top few and the bottom few. And you tell but, me what it, it might be closer than you think. Okay, well, then if that's the case, all right, go ahead, do that. But then I'm gonna, my point's going to be, what, we're going to be in our head. Well, why don't you do this? Pick the bottom. Uh, see, this is hard. Do we want the top? All right, give me the top three in each group. Okay, like, top three. Elite-wise, elite who's the best quarterbacks the th- in the top group? 
the top group, the, th- the three best guys are going to be Herbert. No, yeah, Herbert, Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers. That's a pretty good group. Pretty damn good group, I so would say. So it's Mahomes and the other one? Mahomes is in that group. Derek Carr's in that group. Oh, my God. You don't uh, think that's been decided at this point? The Derek Carr's Joe, second? Joe Burrow's in that group. Tom yeah. Brady in that group. Tom Brady's retired. Oh, then, okay. We'll have to replace him. You, you know what I'm interested in now that I think about it? Is we should break it up into three groups, right? And the theory is we got average, we got below average, we got above average. And because there's going to be so many in the middle there, because we're arbitrarily saying, well, who's the 16th biggest hands? Who's the 17th <laughs> biggest? And, the, and they're going to be going into two different groups. I think we just have, and we uh, take uh, the, uh, yeah. I was going to say, oddly enough, the average group is probably the worst group. That's the Lamar Jackson, uh, Kyler Murray, maybe Matt Ryan or Mac Jones group. Uh, that, that group is certainly the weakest group. All right, so let's do this. This shouldn't be too hard. Let's take a break. We're going to break it up into three. And then we're going to just take last year's QBR and just average it. So there's going to be like, so let's think about this. We'll put 10 in the middle group. So 11, 10, 11, and we're just going to take the QBR average for next year, hand size, and once and for all, does size matter will be decided. That's coming up next. But first, he's RJ Bell. I'm AJ Hoffman. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I disagree with intervention. I disagree with protocol. I'm RJ Bell. We are Straight Out of Vegas. And I'm AJ Hoff. And, and in just a minute, we're going to answer the question that RJ asked before the break and answer once and for all, does size matter? The results may surprise you. And AJ has a rooting interest in this. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> this is the fastest growing show on Fox Sports Radio. Our audience has doubled in the last year plus. Thank you for that. We'll keep working extra hard to reciprocate. Remember, the weekend, great time to catch up. If you missed anything, podcast straight out of Vegas. Just search for it on your favorite pod player here in Vegas on the Strip. 66 degrees. The neon is flowing. All right, RJ, we broke them up into three groups. Uh, we took Brady and Big Ben out, the two retired quarterbacks. We broke the other three into to even groups. All right, and, so the, and the groups being the big hand group, the uh, average hand group, and again, we're talking hand span, and then the tiny hands, we call them. Yes, sir. And what did we use as a metric of how good? Now, this is one season. This is not a scientific study, but you know what? It's very logical. Break them up into three groups. We got the objective size of all the active quarterback starters' hands. And we said, hey, let's put them into three groups and see how good they did last year. How would we measure how good they did? Well, the one measure that's most accepted is QBR. So that's an ESPN stat, but it's a very good stat. And it, you can, if you generally read the top 10 or top 5 each year, you can trust that it sounds like a good stat. It's usually four of the people you'd expect, and there's like one outlier now and again, right? So, the, for amazing. instance, the top the top five this year: Rogers, Brady, Herbert, Stafford, Mahomes. Sounds it feels right. Feels like a pretty good group. Yeah, I mean you're right. And if you read five more, it's going to sound like the next tier, pretty much. You got that. If, right? Josh, 
Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, Ryan Tannehill, Carson Wentz, Russell Wilson. So there's Carson Wentz, the outlier you said to expect. Yeah, yeah, and and some of the other outliers historically, Trubisky was second or third in his second year, and um, Case Keenum was second or third. I always flip those two. One was second, one was third. Uh, and, and then if you, if you look at the if you look at the bottom, it's Justin Field, Zach Wilson, Sam Darnold, Trevor Lawrence, Baker Mayfield, Davis Mills, Big Ben, Jared Goff. So it's uh, it's a pretty it's pretty it's good great. representation. Now I, I got to be honest with you, it felt like Sam Darnold was a little high there. You're saying he was third from bottom, <laughs> third yeah, from the bottom, not, yeah. Somehow it's not a perfect stat. It's not perfect. Okay. <laughs> so now, how does QBR get ranked or, or rated one to a hundred? And the theory is 50s average, 100s the best game you could ever play on earth zero would be the worst game ever usually the high games are you know in the 90s like on the season this year if i recall right uh was it no one hit a 70 or no one hit an 80 who aaron Rodgers was one what was his number 69 no one hit a 70 this year yeah which is unusual right so they were they were people clustered in the middle this year and usually and, and- yeah. For example, of a near perfect game, if you remember when when Josh Allen played the uh, the Patriots in the playoffs, his was ninety eight point five. Yeah, I mean that's about as good as you can get. So it's a good stat. This tells a story. Okay. So average is about fifty. The average in the NFL this year was forty eight point nine. So we'll call it forty nine. Right is the score. If you take this the tiny hands group, forty six was their average. So those 10 or so quarterbacks, you average their QBR, 46. Average this year for the league was 49, so a little above or below average. Tiny hands, below average. Now we go to the middle-sized hands. Their average score was 44. So Even worse than the tiny hands. Yeah, but when we're talking a point or two, it's like literally about the same. So they're saying if you've got tiny hands, you've got medium hands, eh. You're below average. The big boys, the grande hands, 56. So it's 50. We're going now descending order of hand size, group one, two, and three, 56 QBR, 44 QBR, 46 QBR. Now, how that, that 12 points between 56 and 44, let's say, how big is that? Well, that's about eight slots on the rankings, meaning if you look at Aaron Rodgers, and go down 12 points, it's it's then going to be like the number eight uh, it, player. Go ahead. If you get down to the middle, it's even a, a wider gap. So that, that same 12 points would be the difference between six and 19. So you're talking about Whoa. the difference between Josh Allen and Tua slash Jalen Hurts. So it's a pretty wide gap. Now, you know what's funny? Tua and Hurts, if they had a kid and became like the best, that would be a good quarterback. Like very accurate, <laughs> got rid of the ball fast, and could run. That would be good. I mean, think about that. But <laughs> AJ's making a great point. Is if you we say that this range of twelve points that the big hand quarterbacks have an edge, at least last year, is you could say, well, from the first best quarterback to the eighth, or from the sixth to the nineteenth, that's a pretty big edge. If you said that one factor swings you that much on average, and then people are saying, why are we? Why do we care about hand size? Well, because it is seemingly directly correlated to success. Yep. And you know what? If you have small hands, and AJ, maybe you know, give us thoughts on it. When you hold the football, it's not as easy for people like that, right? Like you. <laughs> for people with small hands like me, you're saying? Oh, wait a minute! You got big hands. Well, you uh, measured got- it, right? 
Uh, yeah, I've got 10-inch hands. I oh, would fall into the, the big group. You just were waiting to say that, weren't you? <laughs> yeah, I wasn't going to say hands. I was going to say I'm working with 10 inches and just oh, let the theater ooh, of the mind ooh, take ooh. over. Record of your favorite blues. But here's the thing. Is, <laughs> yeah, you like that, don't you? Is here's the I thing do. is that it's not always going to be the case, meaning that Joe Burrow's a really good quarterback, right? And there was concerns about his hands. Uh, and there's going to be some big hands. Uh, I'm guessing Jamarcus Russell had big hands. He was a big guy. And we can look Jordan it up. Love. Jordan Love, again? biggest hands in the league. Jordan he Love, was. biggest hands in the league right now. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, th- there you go. Right. Jordan Love's got the measurables. And well, what else does he have? I don't. I'm not sure yet. Right. Doesn't look good. <laughs> so, so to me, remember, whenever you're doing generalizations with statistics, it's not always going to be the case. But if it is correlated, it's going to be the case in mass when you add everyone up and you know what you can only predict from that right you can only say no no one says you can't drive like you think the Bengals would go back and say you know we don't want joe burrow now we know that there's a correlation with hand no they added up all the factors and said you know that the hand size is a negative but he's still the number one pick right so it doesn't mean that a nine-inch hand quarterback can't do well. It means that that factor is a negative to him doing well based upon the history of the NFL. Now, there is a concept that if you don't reach a certain minimum, it doesn't matter what you do, it disqualifies you. Now, is eight and a half a disqualifier? I don't think so. Uh, Pickens hands because, I mean, even though he was a running quarterback, Mike Vick or Michael Vick had eight-and-a-half-inch hands, too. But the fact that that's the only quarterback, like, in the last 20 years has done anything with hands smaller than nine inches has to be a big negative. And anyone that is an analytics person poo-pooing it doesn't make any sense to me. Mackenzie, you speak for the millennials, and you answer for them. This feels a millennial-y take. Like, we don't want, you know, we want to transcend that hand size could possibly limit anyone. So answer for your people. I'm, I can't answer for my people. It, it seems uh, a logical inconclusion. It doesn't seem logical. What else it's incongruent. Can I say? There you go. <laughs> but, but you know, these are your people. What is it that makes them want to say that this doesn't matter? I think that we're I all think, you know, we're all right. special creatures that have our own abilities that we can all you know. Reach the mountaintop if we just believe. Everyone's special in their own way, RJ, and and nothing can hold you back if you believe hard enough. Well, if you're trying to climb Mount Everest and your little tiny hands can't grab onto the rocks, you've got big (laughs) problems too. (laughs) And that's the thing, you know, like to me politically, it it does feel snowflakey. And you know what? I think it's more of a, like, imagine there's a little kid that's trying to, like, uh, let me think what this would be. Let's say there's a little kid that's homely. I mean, we can debate, you know, is there an objective version of truth? But I think sometimes we see people and we think, they're not a model, right? I look in the mirror and I'm thinking, you know, I'm not a model. I mean, you know, there's objective truths. Now, you hope you find someone that loves you in a way they look at you like you're a model. (laughs) But, you know, there are objective truths. And to me... If someone was like a little kid was like, you know, like really homely and he's saying, I want to be a a model one day, you know, you say, yeah, you can. If you put your heart and mind to it, you can. But you know what? You're actually being nice to the kid, but you're not letting the kid in that case is a kid. So it's kind of dumb, my analogy. But let's say there's an adult that is trying to be a model that's ugly. If you tell them, yeah, go for it, move to New York and try to be a model, (laughs) you're doing them a disservice. 
It's like I like stretch goals. I like dreams. I really do. I my dad's a coal miner, right? And here I am. It never took a. I, AJ went to radio school. Literally went to radio school. <laughs> I never drove by radio school. And you know what? AJ's my assistant. I'm one. He's two. Right, AJ? That's right. Exactly. Yeah, you don't like it, but I don't it's like true. to think of myself as your assistant. Well, but I, I mean, but I, I'm doing it. For I a, do work for you. I, I, I'm doing it for a fact, dude. Oh, okay. <laughs> the, 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 I mean, the point I'm making is. <laughs> You got nothing to do with this. The point I'm saying is I believe in dreams. Look where I'm at. But I, I, I think that if you told me I could have been an NFL quarterback when I'm 5'10", and I probably ran like a 5'5 in, in high school I was running, probably my 40, is, you know, it, it's ridiculous. So I, to me, you're doing a disservice to people if you're being dishonest with them. And I think Kenny Pickens then needs to find another career, I guess. is what <laughs> Something else to do with his life is what the quote says. As they said about Joe Burrow with his tiny head. I mean, what do you think, AJ? Uh, I, listen, I, I, do th- I, I mean, these numbers speak for themselves. I do think that anytime you've got more physical attributes, the better you are. I, I bet if we said the quarterbacks who are 6'3 and taller and compare them to the guys who are under 6 feet, I think we'd get similar results. Obviously, you want these tools – but tools aren't everything when it comes to playing quarterback. That's but what I think are. guys like Joe, Joe Burrow and Drew Brees have established over time. And really, to Tom Brady, to an extent, has established over time that it, like what, Tom Brady physical six, tools wait, wait, aren't wait, wait, the end-all be-all. Tom, Tom Brady being 6'4"? No, but I'm, I'm talking about Tom Brady's physical tools. Like when Tom Brady was at the Combine, he, was not a, he, he wouldn't be what you would consider a toolsy quarterback. Okay, but here's the difference. This, to me, is one of the biggest misconceptions. When Tom Brady hit, let's say the year they went undefeated, the Randy Moss year. Let's call that the first year of his modern. You know, he had three stages, right? The early game manager stage, Tom Brady. And then he had the middle stage where they were getting massive stats, but they weren't winning. And then there was the, the senior phase where he, you know, was older, smarter, and 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 obviously succeeded uh, greatly. Um, he was a game manager in that first era, a very good one, but he was a game manager. Sure. In the second year, he was elite. Him and Manning were competitive for the best quarterback. Brady, by the time he reached that second year, and again, let's use the undefeated season as the starting point, though he did get hurt the year after, so maybe we use the year after he was hurt. Who knows? But either way, his physical tools had moved into way above average. His arm strength was way above average. His height was always way above average. His physical fitness. So, like, his fleet of foot. But, I mean, quarterbacks back then, none of them were really fleet of foot. So, but Brady was shockingly good moving within the pocket. Some believe he's the best close quarters adjuster in the pocket, moving one step one way so he could make a clean throw of anyone ever. So that matters more than your ability to run down the field and, and, you know, on a sprint option or something. So to me, I would make the case Brady's presented as a guy who uses brain to overcome his lack of brawn. But you know what? I think Brady uses brain to increase his brawn in an intelligent way. So to maximize brain, yeah. his physical gifts. Yes, which were above average for an NFL quarterback once he reached the halfway point of his career. Do you agree with that assessment that they were I above do. average? Yes. So it's kind of wild how he's like this the fat kid from the picture – and, that, and maybe that picture's done him a lot of good because he's, become, well, he, he's it, easier to root for. 
And I think that's that's what I'm getting at is, I mean, that picture of, of Brady is from the combine. And that's when these guys are being judged like this is what we think they can project to be. And if you just take what they're showing there, you know, in that picture or on that day at the combine, what their physical tools are that day, you're not leaving any room for them to improve going forward. Yeah. And, but which that's Brady clearly did. Yeah. And that more than anyone. And that's all you can do is project, though. Right. And that's why one of the things and it's a good segue to um, Willis, who became the favorite, and we're going to talk about him. And why did he – so we know Kenny Pickens in the hand size, and we've proven, maybe not to scientific certainty, but pretty strong certainty, the difference between the big hands and everyone else, the top 10 or so big hands in the league of starting quarterbacks and everyone else, is about eight or so slots of the 32 quarterbacks. So one becomes eight kind of thing if you have bigger hands overall on average. Now, that's why Pickens fell, if not the only reason. Why did Willis surge up? Well, first... Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Fox Sports Radio, I'm A.J. Hoffman. He's the voice of Vegas, R.J. Bell. It's so funny. A.J. texts me and says, uh, it's Kenny Pickett, not Pickens. I'm like, his odds are dropping. I'm not that worried. But still, good point. <laughs> and you think you think the picket, you know, pick, I like it. He's now my new favorite small-handed quarterback. And I think when he, you know, used cars or whatever he ends up doing. Gonna, oh. Well, what do you mean? I mean, the guy, he's going to have some sort of an NFL career. You think? I mean, he's going to I still think he's going to be drafted. Oh, no, he'll be drafted. I'm just saying, do you expect him to have a lot of success? Uh, I, I don't. I, I don't have much hope for anybody in this draft class, but he is the guy that I like probably the most, despite the small hands. Well, and, and that brings us to Willis, who has now become the favorite. So they were tied, uh, Pickett and Malik Willis, and now Pickett is 2-1 to underdog, and Willis is minus 170. So they were plus 150 each. Now it's a big spread, plus 200 for Pickett, minus 170 for Willis. And to me, and and oh, and Willis is not doing any of the athletic stuff at the combine. He's waiting until his pro day. So all the running and things like that, he's waiting until pro day to do that. And he's a Trey Lance type that he, you know, at Liberty College. Go ahead, AJ. Uh, yeah. So he is a, a what's considered a project by most scouts. And uh, one a friend of the show, Lance Zerline, uh, said that when he was at the se- at the Senior Bowl week, he said basically every practice, Malik Willis was responsible for the best throws and the worst throws. So he, there's a lot of variance, but apparently today he had some really good throws at the combine. And but you so you're saying Willis even today had some uh, oh at the senior bowl you were saying. Okay, but yeah. today he didn't run and here's the beauty of it. When you're considered great at something all you can do is limit it by doing it. Like, think about it. If Michael Jordan, like some of the greats that we remember, the ones that never got bad, they never got old. There's a reason James Dean or, you know, people who have died, Jim Morrison, it's easier to dream on those guys because you never see them at 65 and bald and thinking, oh, man, he was great one day back in the day. So if someone's considered like uh, a like. <laughs> Let's say a great musician. It's like if they went to music school and you saw him get a B plus, you'd think, wait a minute, how can he be a genius if he gets a B plus? Anytime that you put objective measures on things, it's never as grand as the dream. And and most of these great, great physical tools guys don't want to put their uh, put down objective measures of it because they want people dreaming on it. But you know, you're saying he is running at his pro day though. 
Are you sure? Yeah, of he that? will run. Yes, yes, he okay. will run at his pro day. Mackenzie, you're Trey Lance's PR agent. Did he run at his pro day? No. Uh huh. He never ran. No. He did not run a forty time in the draft process. Wow. Before that, they allegedly had a four or five. Oh, but you're saying allegedly where you don't like that objective measure because it's not as fast as this, the fastest man alive that you want people to dream he is, right? I would say allegedly because he never timed it. It's just, you're taking somebody's no, but word. He's saying oh, yeah, allegedly, as Coach said. As his PR agent, he's saying allegedly because he didn't like that time, right, McKenzie? Yes, that was well before he reached his physical peak. <laughs> See, AJ, so, you don't even know when you're getting buffaloed. You don't even I'm, know. I'm realizing that. <laughs> hey, RJ, so if, if there's a guy like Malik Willis, if he if he becomes this guy, like if, if that's what he is, is this project guy who's obviously very toolsy, does he make sense for a team like Detroit who is stuck with a quarterback right now? And Jared Goff's probably a better quarterback today than Malik Willis is, but by the time you're done paying Jared Goff, Malik Willis could be ready to go. Does that make them sort of a, a, a nice fit? Well, first off, remember, Jared Goff has nine-inch hands, too. So that I'm not sure, <laughs> but, but in, we'll look at this when we come back. But my short answer is yes, but my longer answer is going to involve the Pittsburgh Steelers. There's a lot of love between Liberty, which is geographically close, and Tomlin really likes Malik Willis. And I also think, too, that he's probably not going to go as high as Detroit would draft him. But we'll see. So when we come back, it's this plus a little NBA look ahead and a UFC pick from the expert, A.J. Hoffman. That's coming up next. But first, he's R.J. Bell. I'm A.J. Hoffman. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Right out of Vegas! Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm A.J. Hoffman. And all right, R.J., we've been talking a lot about Malik Willis and Kenny Pickett and hand size and 40 times and arm strength. Let's wrap up this conversation. Yeah, so as we said, uh, Willis has become the favorite because of not only the tiny hands of Kenny Pickett, but also he threw fairly well, it seems, subjectively. He hasn't done Willis the, the physical testing he may do it, it looks like, on his pro day. But there was something, AJ, where it was caught on tape that he was very kind. And I, and I say that sincerely to a homeless person. And it, it seems to have caught butt. I don't know exactly the story, but it was like at McDonald's. He gave him food. But it was like something where it, wasn't, it wouldn't be natural for him to expect that he was being watched or taped. It didn't feel like something for the cameras. Yeah, he, he stopped outside of a, uh, like on a corner and gave a homeless pregnant woman his combine gear like his clothes she needed more clothes so uh and i i really don't think that he thought anyone was filming because it looks like a very you know like a a taken without his knowledge type of video yeah but if he was really smart he would have had that set up i mean imagine that right there's levels to it you're right But if he did that i'd respect him more 
<laughs> I'm just, I, mean, like, I think I might too, actually. His draft stock would have to go up if he set that up. So either way, he wins. But, you know, as we, we'll talk about the combine, but here's the thing you got to remember Mac Jones ran a 40 time of 4.79, Patrick Mahomes ran a 40 time of 4.8. Mac Jones is faster than Patrick Mahomes. Oh boy! Take with take that and do what you want with it. Let's talk a little <laughs> NBA, AJ, and then we're gonna quickly have a UFC pick. But let's talk about the Lakers last night. Yeah, the Lakers one thirty two one eleven losers to the L.A. Clippers, and their playoff future certainly in doubt. Two and six ATS uh, as they lose for the seventh time in the last eight games straight up. Okay, so only one win. Let me try to do this. One win in the last eight straight up. Two wins in the last eight against the spread. And you talk about the playoff numbers or chances. So 538 does projections. A very strong analytical site. Now, there were betting odds on it at the All-Star break. Would the Lakers make the playoffs? So that means either be a top six team or win the play-ins, so you're one of the final eight, however you get there, in your conference. The odds were 50-50 or so. Now, just a handful of games later, 538 projects only an 8% chance. 8%. So, wow. It's been a a drop like a lead balloon. Lakers down, less than 10% chance to even make the final eight in the West. Real quick, tonight... And then we're going to go to AJ's best bet. Milwaukee's favored by five at Chicago. Now, Chicago's ahead of them, Milwaukee. So it's Chicago, then Milwaukee in the central. And Milwaukee's on the road favored by five. It goes to show you, in the NBA, you can have like 60 games or whatever, and they still believe if a team's more talented, that's who the betters want to bet, even though Chicago's played objectively better. <clears throat> up to that point, at this point of the season, that game is going to be very telling when it comes to winning the Central. Me and McKenzie have a bet on that. AJ, you've got one minute to take the show to the end. Make your bet and go. All right, I'm going to go at UFC 272 in the main event. Colby Covington by decision, minus 110 over Jorge Masvidal. He's minus 350 just to win. I don't like those numbers, so I'm looking to to have him win by decision. Covington is not a submission guy. He's not a knockout guy, and he is going to play this very safe with Masvidal. He doesn't want to get knocked out, so he's going to be leaning on his wrestling, grinding out. Probably not the most fun fight to watch, but I think Colby Covington wins by decision. Minus 110 will be my best bet. If you missed any of if you missed any of today's show, including us discussing the real relation between hand size and success in the NFL, you could check out the podcast at FoxSportsRadio.com. We're gonna be back Monday, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 o'clock Vegas time. Maybe we'll discuss foot size versus QBR. That's TBD, but we will have some more 40 times to look at as well. He's RJ Bell. I'm AJ Hoffman. We are straight out of Vegas. Right here on Fox Sports Radio. Have a good weekend. Straight out of Vegas!